For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carathy invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited about today's show. I have a lovely guest. We're going to call this episode Discovering the Artist Within, but Nita Fran, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I'm going to do your bio. This is Nita Fran Ward that we are so fortunate to have joining us today. But Nita Fran, before I do that, I wanted to tell you, sometimes I put a little blurb in front of my show titles to give them kind of a category. And in your honor, I just started a new category today. I'm going to call it, I know you're going to love this. I'm going to call it Women of Influence. Okay. I know you. I know that is probably going to humble you, but the truth is, you have been so influential in this community, and I really admire your style. So I'm Sorry. eager to tell people about you. Um, okay, so let me give just a quick rundown. This will be the Kathy Crafty version of Nita Fram Ward's amazing resume. <laughs> She has been. She studied art in college at SFA, and I did not know you were a native East Texan. That was news to me. She's owned a gallery oh, for over Art Texas. Art Texas. Oh my gosh! I think you did tell me that you grew up over uh-huh. there. How do you like that? That there's yes, some good I folks. Did. A lot of good folks come from Art Texas. Well, yes. and and the rest of the country's never heard of it, but we know where that is, right in the heart of the <laughs> oil fields, right. That's so she, right. It used to be Strawberry Junction, and then they changed the name. Now, why did they do that? I, know, I like Strawberry Junction. That's a cute name. And But Arp, <laughs> to me, I, when I think of Arp, I think of all the agricultural people that grew up on the farm, yes. and then yes. the oil industry yes. happened in the 30s. It just changed everything. Yes. But, but there's still, anybody from Arp or Overton in that area, they always, or Kilgore, they're always salt-of-the-earth, down-home kind of people. So, it makes sense you're from there. Okay, but so I'm going to give your credentials. You have been a gallery owner for over 20 years. You have a gallery in Tyler now. You're a jewelry designer, a radio show host, and I want to give the a couple of things so people can find you. She has a show called Art Connection East Texas, and so to find that, you go to artconnectionetx.org. She also currently has Bella Rosa Design. That's her gallery now. And you can find that at, I think this is correct, Vela, V-E-L-A, Rosa, 
designs with an s.com do you have another website you'd rather send people to need a friend no that's fine it's valorosa it's v-a-l-e-r-o-s-a designs v-a-l-e v-a-l-e it's the spanish word for valiant or brave what I am so glad you corrected me because I've been saying that exactly backwards, and it wouldn't That's matter. All right. Except when people go to Google it, you'll want they'll want to spell it correctly. So V A L E, Rosa yes. Designs, and it means brave. I love that. That fits you so beautifully. Okay, so I can, who would who would be brave enough to open an art gallery? Especially in East Texas, and that's why I decided to put women of influence in the front of your, as your catch, your your category. Yeah. I'm going to start a category yeah. in honor yeah. of you, and and I know Thank there are a lot you. of other brave, courageous women in East Texas that have been very influential. There are, yes, there are. And my mom would always fuss at me if I bragged about her because she would say, "Nothing happens without a team of people." Don't ever give me credit that's for that right. again. That is exactly right, and with our Christ ahead of us. Yes, yes. So I'm going to just say this, what you have been able to accomplish in bringing culture to the forefront of our minds here in East Texas has been something that I have waited my whole life for. And so I'm really grateful to you for what you're doing to support and encourage artists and you're connecting businesses and the university and the college are beautiful. We have such a... Yes. educationally um, just rich culture. Oh, rich. Absolutely. That was the word I was using. Very and so, rich, rich education. You've just brought all... Because our health system is. Yes, our health medical medical services here and our hospitals. We have three hospitals, three educational facilities at least, big ones. And one of the yeah. most well-known junior colleges in the whole nation, maybe the number one junior college in the whole nation, TJC. And then all around us, we have we have more junior colleges and more universities in nearby uh, nearby communities. So we've got a lot going on. But, okay, so what I wanted to do today, I want to start with your story. And I know I haven't heard this story yet, but I'm eager to hear it. I know that you had a gallery in New Mexico, which is known for Santa Fe, Artesia, Albuquerque, Pueblo Indians, Catholic art, pre- and post-Columbian art, the Spanish influence of art there. That's a very artistic region of the Southwest. So when people think of art, they do do think of New Mexico. I do. Yes, because there's an art gallery everywhere, everywhere you look. I love that, and and I've gotten I've I've developed friendships with some artists out there that do hand carved Catholic and and post Columbian uh, beautiful uh, religious art, and so I know yeah. that I know that it's a really rich heritage that they savor and cherish and protect. And that's where you had your last, uh, that's where you had a lot of your gallery experience. And then you moved back home to East Texas and you've just become such an influential person here. But the story I want to hear is about, because you, you say in your notes that you love introducing and highlighting artists, musicians, designers, and educators who make unique contributions to the art culture of East Texas. You left out yourself 
you I I never heard you define yourself as an artist until I began to press in on some of your beautiful jewelry in your gallery and then I learned more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that kind of came in a very strange way, but it it, it morphed from me looking for a young Native American that I wanted to launch their jewelry. And then uh, circumstances happened so that, and it's a story that's it's worth listening to because it's a beautiful story of how how God takes care of of people in their need and puts people in each other's lives when they need them the most. Aww. Well, I can't wait to hear. Please tell us about this young artist and. I want to hear about your story of self-discovery. I know you didn't start out to be a designer of jewelry. No, I didn't. Well, I'll I'll give you the the story, and I'm not going to give you the long version. But Bill and I were driving. We we started when Bill was school superintendent of the Dallas area. We would go to Santa Fe, sometimes ride our motorcycles, sometimes drive, sometimes fly. We'd go into Albuquerque. We'd go to Taos, Santa Fe. Never did go to Las Vegas, didn't know there was such as Las Vegas, New Mexico. <laughs> and we'd go to Gala. We'd go to Gala. Well, and uh, I looked at the beautiful jewelry and just loved it. And we were driving out there one day because Bill was an archer, and we were going to archery tournaments. And I decided that I was going to go to archery tournaments with him, and instead of reading a book the whole time, I was going to set up a little table. So I would go out to Gala and buy some... Uh, Native American pieces and bring them back and sell them at the archery tournaments. Well, I wow. instantly became the guilt table. Men would come to me and say, well, if I if I take a piece of jewelry back, she'll let me come next year. Oh, that's so really smart, I, actually. Great marketing. Yes, so I became, <laughs> yes, I became the guilt table. And uh, so that put me in a position to be going out to Gallup pretty frequently because I would go right to the places where the Native Americans would sell their jewelry. Well, we were driving out there and we were driving through that country and all of a sudden I just was burdened beyond the ability to hold it in and I started crying and I said, Bill, look look at where these people live. Look where they have to eke out a living. Look at this land. And I came back uh, back home to the, the Dallas area and I began, I just was very burdened about it. And so it was getting close to Bill retiring, me retiring out of the education field. And so we decided to move to New Mexico. And one of my missions, and I began doing this on a very definite basis, I would go to Gallup, I would go to Santa Fe, I'd go to Albuquerque, and I would go where the Native Americans actually sold their pieces. I was looking for that young person that I could I could connect with them, I could buy their work, and I could help launch them and and make them have a name in the Native American jewelry business. Well, I never found it. Then we ended up moving to a place called Pandaray, which is a golfing resort area, uh, 30 miles from Las Vegas, New Mexico. And the second week that I moved Mm -hmm. there, I moved there to build a home. The second week that I moved there, I went into a beauty salon and was sitting in the chair, and the girl asked me, uh, she said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, actually, I'm on a quest. I'm looking mm. for a young American 
And I told her the story, and she tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, I know just who you need to talk to. You need a friend. She got on the phone. Called I'm going to interrupt you. The suspense <laughs> is killing me, but we've only got about 30 seconds oh, before okay. we have to go to break. I knew this was going to be a fast okay. episode. When we come back, I'm going to hear more about how you were transformed. Okay. And how can I'll I tell you that? how he showed up. <laughs> I love that. Okay, don't forget you can okay. find more about Nita Fran at V-A-L-E-Rosa-Velarosa-Designs.com. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of Dynamic Women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through the commercials and the announcements that we get to do in that little break. And we sure want to thank Home Instead. They're so good to us. And I don't want to mint, I don't want to forget to spell VelaRosaDesigns.com, V-A-L-E, it means brave. 
And then artconnectionetx.org. That's where you can find my friend, Nita Fran. Now, before we went to the break, Nita Fran, you were telling us we were almost at the point where you found this amazing <laughs> young designer. Yes. I mean, artisan. Yes. Artisan. He's a craftsman. Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, anyway, she called him. He was available. He came right out, brought his little two-year-old little Indian Navajo-looking kid that was absolutely beautiful. And here I sit in front of him with my hair. You know how it looks when you've got bleach on your hair? Okay? I had bleach on my hair, and that man's standing there looking at me. But I want you to know, that is what we women do. We are women of influence. And if (laughs) if we have to do it in our curlers and our bathrobe. Whatever we do. Yeah. Whatever it takes, girlfriend. I'm so proud of you for not being so vain that you wouldn't meet with him. <laughs> no, no. And the fact that he was Native American. All oh. everything that I had prayed for and longed oh. to longed for set in front of me. He was uh twenty something years old, same age as our son. No, I guess he was thirty two at the time. He was thirty two. And um uh, I sat in front of him, and I I didn't have to say a word to him. I just knew. I knew it was him. I started crying, and I said, just just give me a minute. I will get this under control. And I said, you and I need to talk. We need to sit down together. I need to tell you why I need to talk to you. And so we made a time to sit and visit, and we started this journey. Kathy, I will tell you, it took him. Yes. It took him over two years to ever really talk to me. I'm talking, talk to me. I, he, 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 he could, but they are very, very silent, quiet, gentle people. Mm. They don't touch anything that has anything to do with, with being fierce. They will not touch claws. They don't touch mm-hmm. uh, the teeth of an animal. Mm. Uh, because those are destructive things. They are very peaceful people. Mm. Can and I, just, I, I, I want to throw, I want to throw something in here. I want my listeners, I, I, these listening friends that we, we know are picking up these beautiful stories. I want you to remember the reason I even know this story or had a hint of it is because I had seen this beautiful jewelry at Nita Friends Gallery. Yeah. And when, when yeah. you describe this process of being peace-loving people, I'm going to tell you uh-huh. that jewelry in your case at, at the gallery, those beautiful pearls, the silver, they really the reflect. Turquoise. Yes, it yeah. actually reflects peace. Now that you say it, I'm thinking that's what that's what caught my now. Her gallery is just loaded with gorgeous things and beautiful paintings, and I'm visual and I'm ADHD, so I go in there and it's just like <laughs> almost more than I can. You go bear. in there and bounce off the walls. Don't it's you? all I can do not to break anything because I'm bouncing around so much. But <laughs> but I walk past those cases and with your jewelry collection, and honestly, I I knew I shouldn't even check the prices because I know I don't need to be looking at jewelry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't, I mean, oh, it, just drew, it drew me in. And so I did, I was so surprised. So don't let me forget. I want to, I keep saying this to you. I've got to come in there and make a list, my wish list for David. All right. Yes, don't let me yes, forget to do that. But the piece around those <laughs> beautiful pieces, I mean, it would be a luxury to have one of those around my neck. I got to tell you. Yeah. Okay. So, and, so and I'll tell you, there, there's only one of each thing. We only make one 
of each thing that we make. I can't believe and how reasonable. We actually, he makes his own his own clasp, and we mm-hmm. I buy silver by pieces by by twelve by twelve uh, piece, and take it to him, and he makes everything out of the silver wire or that it's called a plate of silver. It's not silver plated. But it's a oh, plate right. of real sterling silver. So it's kind of like one of anyway, those gold bricks. Uh, it's a silver brick uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And after about after about a year of dealing with Brian, and I was going to big archery tournaments all over the nation, and I kept saying, Brian, I need this stuff. I need this stuff. And finally, one day, he came and sat down, and he said, "If I take my money and I buy silver and stones." I can't afford to put food on food on the table for my children. I said, mm-hmm. Brian, why didn't you tell me this? Mm-hmm. I will buy the silver. I'll buy the stones. Tell me where to go. I'll buy everything. All you have to do is make it, and I'll pay you the labor for it the minute you bring it to me. Mm-hmm. That's what we worked out doing, and that's what we still do. So that was one of the first times that he really shared anything to me. But here's the, here's the reason I said what I did early, Kathy about we never know when we are in someone's life how God is going to move us at the right time to do the right thing. He told me, and this was at least six or seven years later, Mm. he said two weeks before you came into my life, and this was after he started talking to me, Mm -hmm. and he he was saved. During this time, he was actually saved as a Christian. Mm. He he Mm. came to me two weeks before... You came to me. Um, I had told my wife Teresa, "I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't make jewelry for people anymore. Nobody pays me. They order something, then they can't pay for it. Mm. They bring me something repair, then they won't pay for it. It's two or three, four weeks before mm. I get my money." He said, "I can't. I can't. I can't take care of our family." And he mm. said, "Then you came into my life, and that allowed me to continue to do my art." So Nita, I look when when you think about those tears, don't you think the Holy Spirit sometimes just comes over us and it is like tears? Oh, that, it was because yeah. Kathy, I'm not a crier. Right. I am not a cry, I'm no, not, would, I'm not a person that reacts on emotion. I just don't mm-hmm, do that. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I knew I knew it was mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit speaking mm-hmm. to me. Wow. And it it did that day, and and I I had prayed all along for Brian and his family, mm-hmm. and they they uh, the whole family was saved. His his daughter married mm-hmm. a young Christian man, and he wow. pretty much led all of them to Christ. Well, I've got chills, and oh, I know that's you, a good story. I, I know you well <laughs> enough to to say you're you're going to tell that whole story and focus all on the Lord and on Brian and his beautiful art, and you're not going to really share what that's meant to you, because I just know you won't talk about yourself. So I want to hear how going from this person that was just going to be a retailer to being the jewelry designer, tell me a little bit about how that has made you feel. Because you support everyone else's creativity, and you express your creativity a thousand ways, but this art is so special to you. Tell me about that. Well, the interior design was what I really was in college for, and that's what I love. That's how I think. I'm very spatial. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of, of, of space and small and big forms. But mm-hmm. when he couldn't when he couldn't um, buy the stones and silver, that threw me into another phase of of it. I had to go into the places and buy a stone 
and say, okay, if I buy this stone, what am I going to do with it? Very slowly, and it took several weeks, I began to I began to think and dream about it, and I would see designs in my head about how something would look, and I'd get up and draw it. So that's mm-hmm. how I moved from it. It was opportunity. It it was serendipitously and put in front of me providence, uh, providence if we want to say that it was a providence thing that I would grow to that point and. I I love it when someone buys a piece of my jewelry and I see them put it on and I always look at it and think they're walking away with a piece of very special art, not because of me, but because it took care of Brian Billy's need. I love, oh my gosh, I've just got chills. I love this. I love this whole process. And it really, it it fits one of my mottos, which is if God is in it, everyone gets a blessing. Absolutely. That is certainly true. And and I just hope that whomever buys a piece of the jewelry feels his presence uh, with it, because in the Native American culture, they feel that everything that they do, part of them goes with it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Well, it'd be great if I could buy a piece of the jewelry and and not talk as much. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Uh, uh, one of the things that was funny, one time we were having our photo made when we opened the first gallery and they were there, he and his wife. And the Navajo people believe that you cover yourself. You do not ever have your photo made without being covered. So we were selling Pendleton and he reached and got a Pendleton blanket and she did. And Bill and I reached and got Pendleton blankets and we all had our photo made with wrapped up in Pendleton blankets. And I have a picture of it in the gallery. And I have a picture of Brian and his wife in the gallery. You know, I feel very, very close to that young man. Well, that's a beautiful thing to have in the gallery, and I've seen it there. But we used to call that wrapping our babies up as a papoose. So y'all were just four little papooses there together. (laughs) That's right. right. Pretty colorful, though. (laughs) Pretty colorful. We're only going to have, yeah, we're only going to have about two more minutes. So that only gives us about a minute for, I want to thank Home Instead again for sponsoring this beautiful story today about how you went from being a collector and appreciator of art to being, really finding this beautiful new way to express your artistic side. But I also want to say we have about a minute. Is there anything you want to throw out there that to encourage people who may they know they're creative, but they haven't had the guts to express it. Yes. And that, we talk about that on my radio show all the time. And, and what I want to tell people is if, there is, is if there is a natural bent in you or if there is in someone in your family, a child or a young person or even a, a, an older person, if they even act like they want to, to do art, encourage them to do that. Encourage yourself. You have to start. It's like anything else. You take that first step. You say, I'm going to do this. And an art is like any other practice, any other thing that you want to be good at. Do it every day. Draw every day. Do something. Paint every day. Write a poem every day. Something that continues to build out of you and and pull that artistic bent out of you. Well, we're going to credits now, but I want you to know how much I appreciate you being on this show. Nita Fran, you're just a blessing. You're a woman of influence. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh.